Welcome back to the CrossFit Bath podcast. Once again, I'm Jason Croxon and, wait for it, Ollie is back. So I'm once again with Ollie Mansbridge. We got rid of Shaxx. Uh, Ollie, how are you? I'm fantastic, actually. I've been a bit, uh, been recovering from uh, being away a little bit, but actually I feel, feel last couple of days I've been buzzing and I've, I've loved this morning coaching uh, the, the Wednesday morning crew. So back, back in business. Back in business. Well, You've mentioned that you'll be away, and you've no, you've mentioned that you've been away, and uh, we're going to pick up on that in a minute. But as you've been away, how much more so do we need a warm up than ever before? Uh, also, new microphones, we've got to test them out. So, some warm up questions for you. We start with the simple ones: tea or coffee? Coffee. How do you take your coffee? All sorts of ways. Uh, it depends on the mood I'm in. Usually, americano with a dash of milk. You've been traveling a lot. Window seat or aisle? Aisle. Every, all day, every day, aisle, every time. But you don't get to look at the clouds. Yeah, but I need my space. I know I've got little short legs, but I like to spread them. So. <laughs> Sticking with the, the flight theme, what is more stressful, getting onto the flight, so going through the airport and everything to get on a flight, or getting off a flight? Well, it depends on where you're arriving to. If, typically, if you're arriving in America, then it's far more stressful getting into America the, the, I feel like they go out of their way to not make you want to come back because you have to wait for like two hours in security. But um, I actually, it's, it's probably getting there. I, I don't like to be late for things. So, you know, the whole journey from leaving my house to, to get into the airport, I probably usually get to the airport about an hour and a half earlier than I ever need to be just because I, um, yeah, it stresses me out thinking I'm going to miss a plane or not get there, which actually, uh, ironically, I missed free flights while i was in america not through any fault of my own but yeah free cancelled flights which was a nightmare but anyway that's one for another podcast i think yeah i've got loads of flight stories so if you want we, we arrived four hours early for a flight once my wife was not happy so uh move on to some movie talk now very briefly do you have a favorite film you know what just uh, in light of the new uh once upon a time in hollywood i love uh i do like a quentin tarantino film um yeah, i was discussing this the other day but i think it was alex the um it's a toss up between django and uh inglorious bastards i think i do you know uh, yeah well the, the, one of those two i think it, it, again it depends on what sort of mood i'm in um the challenge megan and i have is we have completely different tastes in films so it's always very difficult to try and find a film we'll watch together but yeah that, i'm definitely a quentin tarantino man at the moment so so if they were going to make a movie about your life, who's playing you? Oh, someone bold and ugly. <laughs> you've, got, you've got a few stereotypes. I was going to say Jason Statham, but he's probably a bit too looking. Uh, he's too a bit too uh, cool and good looking, actually. So, yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll leave that up to you guys and the, the right. audience to decide. Can't, can't wait for comments to come <laughs> in on that one. Um, okay, final one. As a father, I'm sure you get to watch a lot of kids' shows best and worst shows that your kids are watching well the kids started watching iron man the other day which i was like proper excited about i was like cool right they're getting into marvel they're getting into superhero movies i can actually sit through this um they watch a program and i actually think i've banned them from watching it now on netflix called rabbits and they're like it's impossible to explain but they're like adolescent like idiots that just get drunk all the time and abuse each other and yeah it's it's a hideous program it shouldn't be allowed so 
and and they don't, you know, it's just the way they talk and all sorts. I was like, oh, I was like, kids, you're not watching this anymore. So, yeah, that's the worst rabbits. I know, I know exactly the show you mean. So that's <laughs> oh, good call. Okay, so th- that's that's enough. Are we done? <laughs> I, I feel we're warm enough. We are going to to talk about or well, your recent trip, as we've been hinting at. So your recent trip to Madison for the games, not competing, right? Just no, not no. not quite, Jace. No. You never know. You never know. Um, so obviously we had very different experiences with the games. Um, I watched it from the comfort of my home uh, uh, on YouTube. Uh, you were there, so obviously you got to experience the atmosphere. You got the uh, to meet the different people that were there, see what else was going on apart from the games. What you didn't get that I got was obviously to listen to Sean Woodland, Chase Ingram, Dan Bailey, Anna Sakamoto giving their lovely feedback on the game. So if you watched it on the road uh, I did broadcast. watch it on the road broadcast. I thought it was really I thought they did a really good job considering the limitations that they were were given and that they were basically watching exactly the same thing I was with pretty much the same amount of information and having to on the fly talk about what's happening. So I thought they did a good job. But who cares what I thought? Let's let's <laughs> let's hear what you have to say about it. So how was the the games experience this year? It was it was amazing. First and foremost, yeah, I had a fantastic uh, time. I think everyone there was having a brilliant time. Maybe some of the athletes didn't have such a brilliant time. Um, you know, I don't know whether it's worth just. Uh, I don't know how many of the guys listening are familiar with the CrossFit Games actually, Jason, and um, you know what it's about, and 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 so whether it's worth putting some context to what we're talking about, I guess. So yeah, so especially I suppose this this year things changed. A lot. Um, dare we say it was the most controversial games since since they began, uh, particularly with like the national champions and you know normally the CrossFit Games would be the, sort of the forty fittest men, the forty fittest women uh, going through the Open regionals to the games. And it's a test to find the fittest on earth. Basically. Yeah. This year there were like a hundred and forty men, a hundred and thirty something women to start. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, got there in different ways. Maybe there was speculation as to if everyone really merited being there in in, in the first place, uh, and the test was kind of changed quite a bit because there were cuts, which meant uh, kind of the the example I've heard applied to it is sort of if you're sitting a test and after the first ten questions they're like, "Nah, you're not doing good enough to get the rest of the questions," and then you fail that test, it's kind of unfair. You know, everyone should sit the whole test and then you add up the scores at the end so that's with the the concept of it being a test of fitness yeah um that being do, said do you want to go down that rabbit hole now or i don't know um, it's up to you i mean i i understand that concept i also like the kind of unknown and unknowable you know if you're being chased by a lion you can't solve yeah i would have got been fine once i got to the water but i couldn't run through the trees kind of thing yeah. so I, I get that i think to watch was a lot of fun the cuts made it really interesting yeah. um whether or not that sacrifices the legitimacy of the fittest on earth even though matt fraser won again dear clarity won again so what's yeah. your opinion well i think it's just worth addressing just like you, you've kind of alluded to it previously um to qualify for the crossfit games you did the worldwide open which many which the members are probably more familiar with um, if you were the top 40 in your region, you would you'd advance to regionals, which was, there was eight uh, regional events around the world. So ours was in Europe, in Berlin, that was the last one. Um, 
which uh, I think I believe Alec and Laura competed in. And um, if you qualify top five, male and female, from the regionals, you'd advance to the game. So, like like you rightly said, forty males, forty females at the games, and they were, you know, they've gone through two sets of tests, open and regionals. That they're 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 valid athletes, and and they deserve to be there um, based on their fitness levels. Uh, and then every athlete would do every workout pretty much of the weekend. That has changed over the years. There were cuts. There have previously been cuts, actually. Um, but to the point you made, they, they decided to stick to everybody doing every workout because then you are getting a full representation of people's repertoire fitness. Um, so that's what's gone before. This year, we had the Open. Um, and there was no advancement to regionals. So you would do the Open, and if you were the top 20 in the world, in the Open, you would advance directly to the Games. If you were the best, you were the national champion, so you were the fittest person in your country, and your country had to have a recognised CrossFit affiliate, if you were the fittest person in your country, then you would advance directly straight to the Games. Um, and then you had these things called sanctionals, which strength and depth, um, which we run is one of them and if you want a sanctional you would qualify for the game so so a little bit confusing recap open top 20 national champions and then you win a sanctional event i think there was 16 last year to your point with the you you, you mentioned let's start with the national champions as an example i don't think anyone's denying if you win a sanctional event or you're top 20 in the open that you deserve to be there you're, you're good enough um you could argue that the Open is that a legitimate test as an online, but everyone had to submit videos. Um, they were all reviewed, so um, there's no there's no question in there. Uh, the national champions, obviously, if you have some people from less emerging uh, or emerging markets in CrossFit or emerging communities in CrossFit, uh, they may only have one affiliate, and you're just barely scraping by doing the workouts recommended and we might even have some people in our box that could have you know beaten them um the, the argument is is are they worthy um athletes to be at the games and um you know if you come at it like that it kind of defeats your the the the, the reasoning for having them there the the idea is you have a full international representation of of athletes crossfit is a global movement and uh yeah Glassman said himself it felt like a fourth of July parade in the past and one of the one of the most one of the awesome things at being at the games was the open ceremony and seeing so many athletes from so many different um, cultures and, and, and countries being represented there um, and so for me it was a real positive and those people I think uh, if we stay on the national champions as well you imagine some of these guys they're going out after the first workout so to to, to, to clarify, just to, uh, to inform everyone, after the first workout, CrossFit cut half the field, didn't they cut 75 athletes, basically. So if you didn't do, if you went in the top half after the first workout, see you later, your competition's over. After one workout, you might have travelled all over the world from the other side of the world to compete. And so people are like, well, why would they do that? What a waste of time. Like, And, um, you, you know, again, it, you, you're missing the point. The idea is that they uh, they are going to go back to their countries, it, you know, talk about their experience, talk about how they were looked after. You know, Glassman every night had the national champions like in, in his rooftop apartment looking after him, dinners, you know, drinks. 
I uh, bought them all a set of parallettes, so they were really valued actually at the event. Um, but just for my perspective, I'd just go to get the stash and just to be there and be part of it. Um, and but but uh, you know they are going to be pillars within their own communities now. And if there is one box, then you'd like to think they go back. Their experience and the press they get is going to start a ripple effect. And then you might have five affiliates next year, and then you might have twenty five the year after that. And it grows, it grows CrossFit and and all the awesome things that for that CrossFit brings to people's you know lives in a, in a much broader you know globally basically so i went on a bit of a tangent there but i wanted to set the scene but then also talk about the um the national champions so, so sorry for that run so I, I i think it was nice to see them there and i i completely agree with the kind of if i'm from you know this part of the world it's great to see somebody who's also from the same part of the world doing it and and you know someone to look up to that's maybe even from my hometown it would have been nice to maybe get to see them do a little more because as you said it was sort of like it's a long trip for one workout and if there was a you know again there were sort of ideas people thrown around that you know might not work but it was to almost have not a, not their own competition but let them have kind of some other events that they could do throughout the week so that you got to you just got to see again that representation because it could almost be like oh you blink you miss it and then yeah that's true and i i completely get that and i think actually crossfit themselves have acknowledged that and that's why therefore that they've already said that there won't be any cuts until after free workouts next year so we've got to remember this is a new format nobody really knew how it was going to pan out we we're going to learn a t ton of lessons um from it and uh and they have done and they've already recognized that yeah it would be great to have you know the, the, the fact that glassman did spend so much time with the national champions he got to get a fair kind of uh decent amount of feedback from them and, and you know he's already acknowledged that yet yeah, they'll do they'll do free workouts before um and that will be over the first day and a half basically so that already i think that gives us all um, confidence that they are listening and, and, and trying to refine the process and, and making it a better experience for everyone involved basically and, and we've got to remember the national champions weren't there instead of somebody else they were there old, previously only 40 males and 40 females would qualify and this year yeah, there was over 150 um, so they're not they're, and they're not been replaced by anyone else they, so yeah, and then at the end of the day, it was two national champions that actually won for both the male well, and the female. There you go, there you go. So um, I, I think with the sanctionals, I, I like that change, uh, personally, because I'm not somebody competing. So it's, it makes the season, let's say, actually being able to watch things throughout the year that are very different and have their own style, that's definitely more entertaining because the regionals, the fact that they were identical over... The, the kind of three weeks that you usually put them on and you'd watch sort of one region and then maybe the next week you watch the next one next week you by the third time you're seeing the same workouts again it's sort of yeah okay be you know it's nice to compare but even then it's difficult because of climates and altitudes and things like that so it's not exactly a direct comparison between each region whereas with the sanction events you get to see sort of local flair and and different things that one can do that another one can't do and which is nice but then again people say oh but it's not it's not the same test so people are getting that that you know that sanction was easier than this one or i guess you can't win but do you want to do you want to explain what a sanction is this so uh, yeah okay so a, a sanction is a a competition similar to the the crossfit games but on a on a smaller scale uh, that are located in different parts of the world uh, different times throughout the year and then different ways to qualify into them 
but if you qualify to attend one of these sanctional events you do a competition and the winner usually male female and team uh, they will receive an invitation to the crossfit games very good and they you you're right they, they receive an invitation so it doesn't automatically mean that they go but they receive an invitation from crossfit that's correct yeah they don't qualify for the games that's yeah, and these events are independently owned they're not owned by crossfit whereas regionals were previously owned by crossfit the sanctional events are independently owned but just like uh, affiliates are independently owned around the world so yeah and if you want to see one strength in depth there we've mentioned it before but um put out a, a pretty good live feed uh last well last year well this year this year but yeah it's sort of in february so yeah sort of last season i suppose we can say um so th- that was good you know good got, got to watch that uh just good Jason. it was Come on, mate. <laughs> to be honest with you it was one of the one of the definitely top five live streams um yeah. i think together with rogue uh Reykjavik, that was pretty good as well and mid-atlantic i think i think they were the and you guys, I think that was the, yeah. the top four for sort of actually just watching it from home. They were they were yeah. really good, uh, really good streams. Well done. Yeah, um, yeah, and we're going to do more of that next year. So strength and depth, twenty fourth to twenty sixth of January, twenty twenty is the next event. So. so write that down, everybody, in your in your calendars. Don't miss yeah. it. Jokes aside, love everyone there. You know, ultimately, what we're trying to build with with strength is is a is a. It's a gathering of the community. You know, if you do CrossFit, whether you not compete, don't compete, spectate, you're just a part of the community. You want to try and create an experience for people where they can come together, share stories, and um, you know, rub shoulders with other CrossFitters. That's ultimately what we want it to be. It's not just about the competition; it's about the experience. It's about, like I said, bringing communities together and um, and celebrating everything that we, we we love about CrossFit. It it's a a really kind of odd thing to watch. In, in general because uh, as sports go it it's it's a race basically each event is kind of a, a race or a max lift is going to be the only other kind of way because generally who can do it fastest or who can do it heaviest um, I don't I don't really like sport I don't watch any sport at all uh, my brother loves sport me could not care less but I love watching like the CrossFit Games or the Sanctuals and I've I kind of never had that like on my edge on the edge of my seat moment yeah. of like oh you know are they going to score a goal or is this team going to win don't care but when um, Noah was holding out Matt Fraser for that um, in the Mary event yeah I was on the edge of my seat like watching that live going oh is he going to he's not going to yeah. do it surely and and I think it's something about the fact that we do pretty much most of these movements you know on a weekly basis you're coming in you're doing the same things not to that level but you can really appreciate what they're doing because you're like oh i know i can do this and i know how it feels whereas i think if you're watching football or rugby or something like that it's kind of it's much more just entertainment that you're not really thinking oh i I could probably do that or i yeah well it kind of depends because you've probably got people who have played football and rugby and stuff to a decent level at the gym um but yeah no you're you're bang on though it's uh i i kind of relate it to like Lewis Hamilton, you're not really going to be able to resonate with how Lewis Hamilton is feeling in his F1 car. Um, but you know how thrusters and pull-ups feel. You know you know how challenging something like a pistol or a handstand walk is. And so you appreciate it. You, and I think also, I think you probably um, have watched a decent amount of content with Noah and Fraser and, and people in. And so you, you, you have a bit more of an emotional attachment, for lack of a better word, 
um, with them because you, and and therefore you're more invested in it when you watch it. So that would be my my observation anyway, Jace. So yeah, and why you probably resonate with it more than another sport. So. You may well be right. Um, it's funny you should mention like Formula One because I was I was thinking about that, uh, and I was thinking about that because now now we move into another sticky <laughs> sticky topic here. The idea that people watching the games discourages them them joining, you know, a CrossFit box and actually starting to do CrossFit. Yeah. Um, and and there I was thinking it's kind of like in, for me personally, it's like watching yeah like Formula One and then going, oh that's crazy that they're driving at those speeds. I'll never drive a car, as opposed to sort of well that's amazing that you know with that kind of machine you can do that. I still like to go out and drive my car at a reasonable speed. And it's sort of, yeah, looking at Matt Fraser and Noah and Pat Vellner and all of those and the incredible things they can do. That's great to see what you can do when you are at that level. But, you know, I'd like to just be able to do something in that vein, even though I'm never going to be at that level kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I think um, it's definitely a double-edged sword. You know, it's very inspiring. You can't deny that uh, CrossFit has um, popularized CrossFit you know particularly the games because of the amount of content and the fact that it's included on netflix and and uh i itunes and etc and so that has helped but also rightly you pointed out it does it hinder it as well and for every one person that goes into a box because they saw redeemed and dominant on on netflix etc is there another 10 that just think well there's no way i'm ever going to do that my um my the, the taxi driver that actually took me from uh from the hotel back to the airport, we were talking to him and he was, we were saying that obviously we're from CrossFit and he was like, oh, CrossFit, I'd never be able to do that. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not strong enough. And you guys, you are so committed. You know, your, your nutrition's on point. I'd never be able to do that and stuff. And it's like, yeah, okay, well, have you ever been to box? Do you, you know, have you ever met the majority of CrossFitters which aren't athletes? Um, and so that is, that is something that... Um, that CrossFit are, are aware of and, and are trying to kind of, um, you know, shine a light more on the people that aren't necessarily the, the top 1%, the, the tip of the spear. Um, because, you know, the majority of people in a CrossFit gym aren't athletes. Um, but, you know, the games are incredibly inspiring. And what, what the games is and was is a gr- and and like I was talking about strength and depth, is an unbelievable way to get people together. Um, and and celebrate CrossFit and and come together and there were all sorts of people there from all over the world and um, that was probably the best thing about the game so it's just the the international vibe it had and 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 just uh, you know CrossFit is the same all over the world they're humble people you know what it's like we've talked about this before if if people have got an ego and um, aren't prepared to have a seven year old beat them in a workout then uh, they're not going to be a member of CrossFit Box. And, and so when you do go to these big events and, and, and CrossFitters get together, it's, it's special because you're all on the kind of same wavelength. And um, yeah, the, and that's the beauty of the sanctioned events around the world. They're great opportunities to bring communities together and feel a part of, of, of a collective. So what would you like put, oh, sorry, what would you select as maybe some of the highlights of the, the weekend that you were there? Well, more than a weekend, you were there quite a few days but um so apart from the competition side that we all got to kind of see and the impressive events and the you know the clean ladder and all of that what yeah. were some of the highlights that maybe just because you were there in person you got to see that, uh, that we would have um, missed well i've already mentioned it the opening ceremony was was awesome um 
I, I felt very privileged to have quite um, you know, had full access to the event as well. So from a from an event uh, organizer perspective, I geeked out a lot on the processes and, and the way it was run and I was blown away with the, the level of efficiency and how professional it was. Like that was that was awesome for me. Um yeah, it's all sad stuff really, Jason. <laughs> You know, I went into um, I went into the Reebok store on Thursday morning. So the game started on Thursday. I was just I, I was walking through the Reebok store, nine o'clock on um, Thursday morning, and the place was rammed. I even got my phone out and took a video of it because I could not believe how many people were there, how hungry they were for <laughs> Reebok stash, and just uh, just how how the how bouncing the place was. And I was like. This is going to be a good weekend. If this many people have turned up at this time already, um, then you know that's set a precedent for the, for the weekend, and 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 it yeah lived up to that bit. It was it was awesome. That was just like a it was just an eye opening moment for me, I think, um, and that's why I had quite a lot of a lot of those moments, kind of aha moments. So something that I saw that you, I saw that you saw, but I didn't get to see myself. There we go. If that makes any sense, um, <laughs> just from your like your Instagram stories and things like that, is that you obviously got to see some of the the masters uh, events yeah. and the the teens and, and yeah. the, the different age groups uh, which a, again a little bit of little bit of controversy there as to you know oh, you're saying to to make it open to to more people and the games discourages people and then you're not broadcasting the the older and the younger ones that could encourage yeah. people but that's that's another discussion yeah um but how was that then going and seeing the the, the yeah, age it was groups? amazing yeah it was amazing and and yeah they do uh you know they do get a bit of a the raw end of the stick. They were they were in the they were in um they just don't go in the Coliseum. That's the difference. They they did everything else. Uh, they were in the same arenas. They have their own arena, um, but it's kind of always been that way. And so there's a level of expectation there. Yeah, they would like to have you know the limelight shined on them a little bit more, and it would be great if we could find that way. And I'm grappling with that strength and depth this year as well. I think everybody wants to be in the main arena all the time, and you can't do that from a scheduling perspective. So um, it, it's not easy. From a broadcast perspective, obviously, there's a lot of changes with the games this year. CrossFit um, previously have done all the production uh, on their dime, and, and this year they they scaled back a little bit and uh, just did the, the individuals and teams. Um, but I don't think that means that they won't do Masters and Teens in the future. And uh, there's an opportunity for people to do that as well. You know, if we as Strength and Depth decided, hey, you know what, let's screen the uh, the teams and Masters, um, we could we could potentially do that. And, uh, you know, I think someone will do it. Um, like I said, it's just a transitional year. Um, it's been everyone's in the same boat. It's just been a, a whole whole massive amount of learning this year and trying to figure it out and it'll still probably take a couple of years to iron those those things out. Um, but uh, but uh, yeah, fun, fundamentally, I feel like it's it's largely all for the positive. It's kind of one step back to take ten steps forward, personally. Yeah. So thinking about sort of the 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 turnaround because it was very shortly after the games the previous year that suddenly there was this sort of bomb dropped of regionals no more it's going to work another way and then there was you know a lot of a lot of discussion about the rule book that wasn't coming out and then okay there's going to be sanctioned event and everything was a bit up in the air nobody really knew what was happening how do you feel it it kind of has gone then over the course of it because it seemed like when that first happened people were sort of this is just it's never gonna do you know what i mean we may maybe maybe you need two three years to start to plan to organize these things everybody kind of just had to 
jump into it immediately and then this was the end like this was kind of the end result of it all was it's all been leading to this and i think people were surprised with the sanctioned events they were like oh actually yeah that was you know that the production was a lot better than i thought it was going to be or or this event ran a lot smoother than i imagined it could have and then you got to the games and it was like 140 people are going to be there in the first event you know 140 men and then 130 women yeah. oh it's going to be a, a mess it's how do you think it went i think it was a, a huge success honestly from, from being in madison the end result was fantastic and and yeah we could argue that the cuts could have been slightly different and people could have done a few more workouts and uh you know we could have streamed the masters and the teens and stuff but on the whole it was a you know it was a huge success huge success and uh, you know i love being there and i would encourage anyone that can 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 have the resources to get there to do it um i i, I always had a little bit of an inside perspective of what was going on but being a sanctional director and so therefore kind of had a better idea of what was going on and i think we always need to kind of remember that that if you are in the bubble you we need to do a better job of kind of relaying what's going on because uh if you're not in it then you don't have a clue um i don't think crossfit anticipated to have so many sanctional events come forward so quickly actually and i think they probably felt that it was going to be eight nine ten maybe um so to have 16 in the first year now 28 in in the second year is is, is awesome i think um so yeah, huge success. Um, it's been brewing for a couple of years, um, and it kind of had to happen this way. Otherwise, it just would never have happened. You know, it had to just be like, like let's chop it in the knees. I think um, yeah, the, 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 this has been said on record, but CrossFit were sinking a whole load of money on the regionals. They were losing a huge amount of money on those events, and um, by flipping it and giving myself the opportunity to run an event um, is a huge opportunity. And, and instead of them losing a million, they, they're going to get paid a, a license fee for it by the sanctional directors, but then also the sanctional directors benefit from it as well but because they own the event and they, you know, they, they essentially, if they run in a good event, they take back the upsides. So um, it's a win-win for everyone, really. And it's much more aligned with the affiliate model that CrossFit have always had you know if you wanted to be a crossfit gym um you and to have the crossfit name as as part of your gym you pay affiliation fees crossfit and crossfit leave you to do to leave it up to you they don't try and tell you how to run your business but you can call yourself crossfit and and you know, the value for that in a place like bath as an example is we are the crossfit gym and so if people want to do crossfit great if they want to go and do spin and body pump and yoga then that's awesome also but we aren't the place to do it basically um and uh you know and so it, and that's crossfit's ethos uh, and that's the way they've always done it and um you know the the, the sanctional model mirrors that perfectly um and so yeah it's taken a whole load of uh operation and cost off crossfit put it on to us you know but we get the upside on on the back end so and it means a lot more people can go to the game so where's the where's the downside to that you know yeah and i think Obviously, like you were already doing strength and depth. It's not like you create. I, I know some of the sancti sanctioned events have sort of created themselves in order to be a part of this, but a lot of them, like Dubai, Waterpalooza, strength and depth, you were already running these events anyway. So it's just made them that bit more yeah. official and maybe more eyes where there before people maybe didn't, weren't aware of them or weren't looking at these events. Now these events matter, they mean something. So they're going to, it's kind of putting more eyes onto these competitions so they can 
grow yeah. and better. There's more opportunities for athletes to go around and it's just putting them on a radar. And it's also changed. I think it's, you know, I can't speak from an athlete's perspective, but it uh, it will certainly um, change the perspective on how often they can compete. I know Noah did a decent amount of events this year. Um, I think uh, someone like Danny Spiegel did quite a few events this year. Um, Jamie Green. Um, and and right, whereas before people would just do the open, they they literally finish the games, lock themselves in a the dungeon, come out for the open, lock themselves in a the dungeon, come out for regionals, lock themselves in a the dungeon, do the games. Now there's there's less pressure on them, and they can go out and do multiple events and earn some prize money and 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 help activate their sponsors, etc. In in some incredible places around the world as well. And I think that's just a the new format has allowed them to do that and the, f- the flexibility to do that. So they're still going to double down on things like the Open and they might have one or two events that they have in their, in their heads that they want to go after. Um, but they might also entertain doing like two or three or four others as well if it, if it fits their, their schedule. And, and I think what it does as well is it, it allows them to get better at competing. Because if you only compete once or twice a year, you know, it's very different to something like a rugby game where you're playing every every week. You kind of learn a lot yourself about that, and it's, uh, so I think again, there's there's better opportunities. But I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't speak for the athletes. Um, but that would be my perspective, I think. Yeah, I, it's that speaking for the athletes. That's a, the difficult thing, isn't it? Because I agree that like for me this year compared to last year, a lot more interesting just to watch. There was just a lot more going on. You got to see different athletes and you got to see maybe yeah as you said somebody competing it's more like danny competing at the sort of start of the year all the way through to the end almost just at so many sanctionals um and it was great because you could see sort of ah, ah last time you know she slipped up because of this sort of thing and competing you're learning lessons you're doing things. so it's been great to watch i don't know then if you're an athlete you know on the other side of it you might be like oh you know i, I used to be able to just train and focus and think about going to regionals and now i've got to make travel plans and this and that so I don't know. I'm, I'm. Yeah. Well, it's an individual, isn't it? Some people see it as a positive. Some will will like the old system and want to keep it the old system. It's just the way it is. But the sport has to evolve. There's no denying that. And it was very, it was quite one-dimensional. And again, opening up the media to people like Rogue and Morning Chalk Up and stuff is 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 aligned with other sports at the moment. Uh, there's no sport where you that you control the narrative and you produce all the content and stuff. So now it's kind of more. Um, opened uh, opened up i think it will just it's only going to just help the whole sport as a as a as a general as a whole basically um so if, if anyone is still listening who doesn't <laughs> actually watch crossfit competitions we could say they just they just sort of uh they come and they do the workouts here but they're they've not been following it uh you can still find all of it on youtube it's, it's all sort of like you said the rogue feed and that it's all saved there yeah. so what would you maybe were there any events that you'd be like, oh, go and watch this one. This is a really good example to watch, to see something uh, that might might get someone in if they haven't been watching it so that they might... Uh, what, to watch yeah. the... To, well, I think uh, I've heard that the Clean and Jerk was uh, really well pre- uh, uh, received. So, and that's simple. We're doing Clean and Jerk today in the box. So that's something you can instantly relate yourself to. Um, I think the mass starts, so the, the mass elimination, the first event was pretty cool. Um, you go to the final heat of that. Um, watching the uh, sprint is short and fast, and you know, very exciting, and a lot of stakes uh, around that event. Um, and then, yeah, just maybe the uh, maybe some of the Coliseum events. So I think there was a I speak to Emmy earlier, and there's a there's a burpee toes free ring workout. I think that's something that everyone in the box could probably do. 
um so watching that you know and just thinking actually yeah, that, that, that's something i could do you could then go you know try it out in the box shacks maybe like program it in a workout not sure we'll have enough rings for that so um but yeah go go, go yeah and, and that's the beauty of youtube you can go back and watch it and just dip in and uh, uh i'm sure you can put some links on this of, of where to go etc so no, no pressure yeah, i can do that so a bit of work a bit for more you. work for me but yeah I, so links in the description to some of the the most interesting events what they'll be, we don't know yet, but yeah. but they'll be in the description. Yeah, uh, great. So it's been nice chatting to you about it. But um, so if if anyone can, you recommend save up their money to actually go and see yeah. It? I mean that's a that's a once in a lifetime trip. It's probably like a, a one year, two year, three year kind of you know you got to save for it, and you got to love CrossFit ultimately. You know I don't know how many people in the box people come want to be fit, and I think it's something that. We actually think we wanted to try and talk about it a little bit, but define the difference between competing in CrossFit and, and doing CrossFit. And uh, the majority, 99.999% of the people around the world just come to feel better, keep up their kids, be healthy and fit, etc. Um, but that's not, you know, the, the 0.01% of the athletes is, is a, they're a rare breed. So um, I think it's just worth highlighting that. But yes. Um, I can't remember what your question was, but I just wanted to yeah. get that point across, to be honest. So it was just about going there. But if they yes. can't... If yeah, yeah, go there, and, uh, and then you can watch, obviously. Next year, it will change again, like the broadcast, etc. There'll be... This year, there was 13 different ways I think you could have watched it, and there's over 130 media houses there, whether that's photographers, reporters, etc., which is a, another revelation, really. Um time will tell what will happen next year we've got the open coming up so that's uh, 10th of october and the open announcements will be coming back um that will be your first opportunity to watch some live action um for the 2020 season and, and if you know madison is just too far away and you can't get there there's always strength and depth well there's strength and depth in bath which is not a sanctioned event that's strength and depth origins that's a 12 box competition and our Oh, met, uh, we'll have a team. CrossFit Bath will have a team in that, hopefully, if they qualify. So definitely get up there. Uh, we've got a load of guys from the box volunteering. And then, yeah, January is the big one, 24th to the 26th of January. Uh, and that's going to be the London XL um, in, in London. And uh, that's where we'll be crowning uh, one male, one female, and one team to receive an invite to the CrossFit Games for 2020. So... Uh Lot, lots going on a lot to look forward to uh obviously next time we we sit down and speak it will be more about this uh general fitness and and, and yeah. health and lifestyle but um but it, it's trying to marry the two things together really isn't it because the the sport side of it, it it's nice to to watch and enjoy and and if you are doing it even just for your health and fitness you know if it, it can be entertaining to sort of see the two and inspiring yeah. as well but i think what i would love to just and, and we're certainly trying to do this with strength and depth is the events get the eyeballs they get the attention but once you've got the people's attention how do you then articulate and relay the 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 messages and the stories of actually what happens in the box and how crossfit can help you live a, a better more fulfilling life and i think that's the opportunity of the events and the sport side of things it gets draws people's attention and gets people excited about it but then also it's like okay but by the way you can do this and it is infinitely scalable and um you know there's a local box in your area and all you need to do is just pluck up the courage to go there give it a try if it's not for you it's not for you but the you know you don't know unless you go and give it a while and give it a try so and i think that's what we can do as a as a as event organizers and event owners is, is kind of spread that message as well and and and, and 
you know, get people back in the boxes as well. Use use it as eyeballs, but then get people back in the boxes. Wow. So it's I'm bit blaming you for this episode. You, you you're, not, I, you're you're a CrossFit Games buff, aren't you? So, like you said, there's only a sport you watch. So, um, it, it's yeah. funny because just before you said that, I was about to to say, "Look, everyone, I apologise. This is my fault because <laughs> I just wanted to to sit I down well, and." Jason, you can ask Shaq. I'm a proper statty when it comes to games, athletes, and stuff. I love yeah, it. But, but, so, okay, finally, then before it is a specialist thing. So. Before we go. Um, what did you think of the podiums then? So, uh, was there any doubt that Matt Fraser was going to win? Uh, there was some doubt, but I there was some doubt. But if I was a betting man, I would have said he would come through and win it. I, I just he's just too good. Um, Tia Claire Toomey is in a league of her own at the moment. What well, what was really exciting about the men's side was it was actually close because the last couple of years Fraser's just robbed it and nobody's had a look in. Tia actually did that to the women's side this year. She is when she won the so she won the, the uh, paddle swim paddle against all the blokes. You're like this woman is incredible, like you know. And then to watch her clean whatever it was like over 100 easily over 100 kilos that was 120 kilos or something in the clean to be able to do that and then win an endurance race with swimming and paddleboarding in like you know just it defies all logic in every every strength and conditioning uh book i've ever read it just tears it up and throws it out of the window because uh that sort of stuff shouldn't shouldn't happen uh, yeah she's a she's incredible great athlete very humble great ambassador for the sport so um so happy for her and and you know, Fraser, he is good, but he's got a huge amount of pressure on him. So it was good to see him come through that test as well. It was he he, he cemented himself as one of the all time greats. So I I felt really sorry for Noah because I felt he was in a situation that was really like lose lose. Because even if he'd won, because he you know he was leading, and I think even if he'd won, he would have had that kind of. But you know, you you only won because of the. Because of the cuts, because of the scoring. Yeah, no, I, th- I think the opposite. I think he was in a win-win. Like if he won, amazing. If he came second, even amazing. Because he's, he's never been on the podium. He almost just—he only just made it. Like I mean, he didn't. He didn't. He, he kind of scraped by. He, he missed uh, the open and you know been to a couple of sanctions and and didn't make it. So I, I it's unfair for me to say scrape by. He didn't scrape by. But he, you know, it, it was it there were there was a time where it was looking like he might not actually make it. So to come second podium for the first time, uh, you know, he had a big stigma about over him that you just blew out on the last day and. Okay, he didn't have the bet. He wasn't as strong as Fraser on the last day, but he didn't blow out. He didn't have a complete, uh, you know, he didn't completely implode. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, he he he'll be delighted with that outcome. You know, he had a massive smile on his face all weekend, and and he, and he just he was loving it. And deep down, he probably, you know, he probably he probably tell you that he can beat Fraser, but deep down, he probably feels like you know Fraser is is the fittest on earth, and and it was the right result. So yeah, no, he. he- it was very impressive. I mean, I, I would have loved for him to win. Don't get me wrong. And he, I think there was the one event where he, he basically did the pegboard. He got all the way to the top, all the way to the bottom and just like on the last peg slipped. So he, that was a brilliant event to watch. Watching him, watching him and uh, BKG go head to head was unbelievable. Actually, that was a great race. And, and obviously just because of the stakes were so high as well. And you knew, uh, you know that, that if if he'd beat BKG, then uh, you know it would have been a different outcome. So and then BKG was he was struggling on the uh, dumbbell like because they had to do some like split stuff and it was quite quite technical and involved a lot of accuracy and coordination and balance etc. And so um, watching them go back and forth was actually remind reminded me of that was one of the one of the highlights actually. I really enjoyed watching that that little battle. And then Shaq's kindly programmed those uh, dumbbell split 
snatched Did he really? Oh, well, obviously wasn't here, so I missed that. But <laughs> like almost the next day. So you know, then it's tricky. It was really it? tricky. It was tricky. And then transition from the snatch to the clean and jerk. So yeah, but that was that was a great event. And the teams was uh, this year was the first year of the super teams. And yeah. Rich Froning again, yeah. just proving that he's still. And they all tra- and they fit. all train together, so it proved a point. Actually, you, you could pull a, a team of individuals together from around the world, but unless you train together on a daily basis, you're not gonna. It is a t- it's, it's programmed to be a team event. So, um, you know, I think the mayhem proved that. So, so another tangent. Another tangent. <laughs> but you know, it's been fun. Um, I realise probably should have done a free part of yeah. this, Jace. I reckon. But you know, I, I realise looking at me, I'm I'm never gonna be at th- at their level, and I always feel bad even commenting about it. <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe they missed that snatch. Like, easy yeah, for yeah, 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 that's yeah. about seven times over your max, but never yeah. mind. Um, but you know, it's it's good. There are people listening to the podcast that have said they like the games, they like the yeah. thing, and we we were chatting about it a lot during the during the the games when well, we were actually yeah, yeah, here. Cool. So that was yeah. that was good. So you know, you're welcome. And it's part of what we do. You know, it is the CrossFit Games, and it's uh, how we how we validate they are our program. You know, the games is to find the fittest on earth and now if you've got a different methodology and a different way of training and you can come to the crossfit games and win which is the whole reason why we have the wild cards and that's why hunter mcintyre was there you know if you do come to that and you win crossfit will incorporate your methodology they we're very open about that you know and so um it's it's a big part of what we do you know it validates what we do on a daily basis in the gym um and so yeah it's it's People don't have to be fanatical about it and don't have to watch it, but they should be aware of it and take note of it and what's going on and stuff. So very nice. That's that's an excellent reason for why we did this episode. So let's let's keep that in. <laughs> um, but if you, you if you are thinking, you know, I don't want to hear them talk about the games. Well, if you've got other ideas, things you do want to hear us talk about, yeah, please let us know. Send them in uh, or tell us in person. That's fine as well. Um, we've got ideas, but we always want to hear more ideas. Also, if you've got the uh, the businesses or events or things you want to promote, we're still you know happy to to have them because we want to promote as much as we can. Yeah, for sure. Don't be afraid, people. You know, if you you you've got you you know business that you want to you want us to promote and give a shout out, please let us know because um, we'd love to to do that. Um, we just should just be a bonus episode, shouldn't it, Jason? Bonus, bonus podcast episode, the CrossFit game. Yeah, it and it's got nothing to do with the fact that I'm going away next week, so we're not going to record anything then. <laughs> <laughs> and you've been away for two weeks, so okay. Um, well, I think that's all we've got to say. We're going to wrap it up here. Uh, thanks for for making the time once again, Ollie. No, thank you, Jason, for pulling this together. And um, yeah, I look forward to hearing whatever it is we're going to talk about next week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs>